Welcome to the Musicals and Mimosas podcast. Tonight we are talking about Anastasia, the musical, the latest episode of Fosse Verdon, and sipping on some Anya Mimosas. These are mimosas made with Andre Brut Champagne, Raspberry Lemonade by Simply Lemonade, and a little splash of Stolichnia Vodka. So grab yourself your mimosa or your favorite drink and hang tight while we get the podcast underway. Welcome back to the Musicals and Mimosas podcast. My name is Alex. And I'm Julie. And tonight we would love to welcome you to, we hope you have your favorite mimosa or drink ready and in hand as we talk about some musicals for the week. Uh, We have our Anya Mimosa at hand. Uh, I added a little blueberry garnish to it. What do you think? Uh, It looks pretty. I haven't tasted it yet. That's that's kind of fruity. um... Yes, I become the mimosa connoisseur of the household. Mm -hmm. It's good. Okay. So let's get started with our Broadway musical because that's our first and foremost on this podcast. And we saw Anastasia, the new Broadway musical the other night. Uh, So I have my own podcast now. Uh, It's called Flip Flop Film Talk. You can check that out. It's on Anchor and it's also on most of the other podcast platforms where I already talked about Anastasia the movie because we watched the 1997 animated movie getting ready for this musical. So I've already described what happened with Anastasia the film. So I'm going to let Julie here go ahead and tell you what happens uh, for the storyline if you're not familiar with Anastasia the musical because there's some differences between the movie and the musical and we'll get to those shortly. So the movie um, is part historical fiction um, based on a character from what I believe is actually named Anastasia, who is part of the Romanov um, family from Russia um, during like the early 1900s, um, if memory serves. Um Basically, it's kind of, the story itself reminds me of a combination of several other stories. In fact, um, the movie Anastasia, a lot of people think it's a Disney movie. And, um, well, I guess technically now it is because it was actually a Fox movie. And now that Disney has purchased Fox, I guess it's technically a Disney movie, but it's not. It was a, um, oh God, what's his name? John Bluth? Don Bluth. Don Bluth. Don Bluth film. Um, he's he was also the also guy that did oh, the there you go. All Dogs Go to Heaven, um, <laughs> among other things. But uh, that those are his like his, like, one of my favorite animated films, The Secret of Nim. Right. I always forget about that one. Um, and you're, you should with um, an American tale oh, with yeah. your heritage. Yeah, my people. Sorry, my people. <laughs> um, in mouse form, though. Um, but uh, anyway, so. Um, Mickey has a new competitor now. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> the other mouse. Um, but uh, so anyway, a lot of people think it's a Disney movie. And I guess like I had actually never seen the movie. I don't think like I knew some of the, a lot of the music, but I never actually seen the movie until we watched it a couple nights ago um, in preparation for this musical. Yeah. I had never seen the movie either. Um, I grew up Disney and it was always like, if it's not Disney's name on it, it's a lesser cartoon. So we didn't, I never watched it. Yeah. But I, because I knew, I, because I was so into music, I guess that's why I knew the music. I don't, I don't really know. There are similarities to but, Disney as I went in. Yeah. And I, and I, 
like there were seeing there were things about it that like made like it, there's part of it that reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. There's elements of it that remind me of Cinderella. There's elements of it that remind me of what were the other ones that we talked we talked about when we watched the movie. It it, it has a lot of the princess yeah cri- like the um like the formula for, cliches yeah. Uh, to it that you would expect and I went into this on my podcast and I think one of the reasons people think it's a Disney film is with animation there wasn't a lot of song and dance in the musicals Disney was kind of that person yeah and this brought in uh, a princess it brought in musical and it brought in talking animated characters and it brought all this stuff together in one package yeah and I think people were so used to seeing this from Disney as people automatically went and said, oh, that's Disney. Or they – I think a lot of it was they saw this in night, like nine, the late 90s when it came out mm-hmm. and probably never revisited and just have the vague memory of it. Yeah. And think, oh, wait, yeah, okay, that, that's Disney. All right, so continue. Um, but We ramble. Yeah, so um... – but anyway, like I said, there's elements of it that do remind me of a Disney movie. Um, I mean, it, like I said, it's a story of the girl who gets separated from her family and she's seeking home. Um, and her, she gets caught up with these two guys that um, are kind of like con artists, but they are trying to get the matriarch of the Romanov family who was the only one because okay it's it's you know 1800s Russia and I don't really know history that well but um there was an attack on the family when everyone in the family was like basically murdered but Anastasia went missing and the grandmother who was the only one that survived aside from Anastasia obviously um had been seeking her and obviously like that would make her royalty and this that and the other um, and the matriarch of the family kept seeing imposter after imposter after imposter. Um, and this con artist finally discovers who she is and brings her to the said matriarch and then obviously realizes that it really is her. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, some twists and some good lessons here and there. Um, like I said, the story's okay. I, I'd probably appreciate it more if I knew history a little bit more, which I don't. Um, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, that being said, um, I really enjoyed this musical. Um, we, we've, This musical's been a big mix of a lot of things, and this is in my opinion, like a classic contemporary musical because it's got elements of like your princess story. Um, But the music, especially like I could tell the music that was from the movie. Well, I knew the music from the movie, but I could tell the ones that were added because it was, they were like more uplifting and peppy and like almost pop style. Um, but I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I didn't really know a lot about it. Um, 90s fangirls were like all about seeing this show. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing it. Um, a lot of the music is beautiful. Um, they did like they did like a big contrast because there were parts where 
Um, you see Anastasia when she's a peasant girl and like things are dark and dirty and sad. And then there she's mixed in with like aristocrats and the wealthy and, you know, the, like the color contrast. I mean, it was, I don't know, I, the division of the different classes was really evident to me in this in this show. Um, they use a lot of projection screens for, or not projection effects, what they called... The technical term is a video wall. Okay. So there is what the actual tech yeah, that was at our so chat back said. Fancy projection effect, but um, not obviously. Um, but to me, this was a good use of it because sometimes, a lot of times, I feel like the video projections or the video walls or the screens are kind of a cop out for laziness, honestly, but I thought it was actually really well done. My only criticism is, you know, it's supposed to be like eight or like early 1800s or early 1900s Russia. And some of their, like their videos to me seemed a little too modern. Like the map when they were traveling, like I would have done, I personally would have made the map look a little older, but that's just me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a creative choice. I think yeah. maybe they were trying to stick with the fantasy aspect of it and keep it that, you know, this is real, but it's like, you know, kind of almost like historical fiction-ish. Yeah. Um, no, I I actually enjoyed the musical. The more I had seen previews of it and knew about it, I wanted to see this more. Uh, yeah, the video projection imagery was very well used in this it wasn't the star of the show but it fit well um it was like broken into three they had like two on the sides and they had one in the back that worked together and um, my favorite part of this show because i love staging and i love was there's a uh, segment on a train mm -hmm. and they used the back the video backdrop with this train car on the a turntable and turning it for different people in this song. One's yeah. on one end of the train, one's on the other. And it worked very well. Uh, I, I also think the costumes were incredible. Oh my God, they were That's something we don't really ever talk about much on this podcast. Um, they were amazing costumes. We actually had a chat back uh, after the show with this. And if you're not familiar with the chat back, uh, that's why we're here. Uh, a chat back is where after a show, the performers or techs or crew or directors will meet with the audience after and do a QA. and a uh, So one of the performers uh, played the Russian queen, her mother, her mother, mother, and talked about her dress, which was a 45-pound dress. The ball gown, basically. And it was beautiful. Bedazzled with Savorsky crystals and the headpiece was like three and a half pounds, you know, which included her mic pack. Yeah. Um, but just a lot of attention to detail with the costuming. Yeah. Oh my God. They were stunning. Uh, it does bring uh, music. If you're familiar with the animated film, there are songs from the animated yeah. song show that are brought over and there's some original music as well. Um, but no, and I, I think our whole cast was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a... Leela Coogan. Leela Coogan was Anastasia. She did she very really well. Good. Um, but no, I, I quite enjoyed this movie, yeah, this, uh, this I, show. I really enjoyed this show, too. Um, 
it, it was definitely one that I wasn't really back when the season started. I was just kind of meh about, but it's another one of those that I kind of, it kind of grew on me when we saw it. And then I got a little more excited, especially when we saw the musical. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that have not seen the musical, but seen the movie, there are some differences. And um, this one, there is a young officer from the, like he's the Russian police. Yeah. Uh, chasing down. Uh, Anastasia. Anya, Anya slash Anastasia and in the movie it's this evil undead guy and named yeah. Rasputin and they that little sidekick that's a bat yes I was going to say that is the one thing that is missing from this show is Bartok the bat yeah. I mean voiced by Hank Azari in the movie such a beloved character they even gave him his own spin-off movie but in fact I did not know until recently but, I mean, how fun would it have been with drone technology now to have a little bat flying around yeah. the audience? You know, that would have been fun. But I think it, it made a little more sense to the, have... This, this made it more of an actual... Story. More realistic story. Where the animated used Rasputin and a lot of... Mystical type stuff. Yeah. To handle it. And to handle the last scene. But no, it was it was quite good, and um, they they switched up the they go to the ballet, and then the movie they go to Cinderella, and this one they go to Swan Lake, Lake, which I think made a little more sense with the Russian ballet. So I mean, I think the changes that they made from the movie to the Broadway show were worked and were smart. Yeah. While I the the one thing that I will say that I was a little disappointed with is. <laughs> no, is before the show we saw another patron dressed up. Oh yeah, as Anya, and they don't use that same costume in the not show. Not even close. And that was kind of a little like not even close. Not even like color change or anything. And yeah, I, no. And you know we we saw Pretty Woman, and. They pretty much stick to the outfits. They yeah. change some colors up, like her dress at the uh, the, the polo uh, game yeah. is a different color, but it's still polka dot. Yeah, and the dress that she wears to the opera is not red, but it's blue. Yeah, or it or it's blue red. I, I forgot which one. It's one or the other. Yeah. But they switch it. But it's still the same kind of dress. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I I think there wasn't enough. To me, there wasn't, you know, she looked, because the idea was she was an orphan. Yeah. And to me, she looked a very nice orphan in this. Yeah. She didn't look as rags to me. Um, but no, very good. I, it's one that I would, it's uh, touring through, I think they said, what, November next year? 2020. 2020. I September. So it, it, to like early fall 2020. Yeah. Um, so it's still touring around. It's going to be going around. I would definitely say catch this oh, yeah. because as Julie said, this is like a contemporary slash uh, traditional. Yeah. It has, it has the feel of a traditional show, but mine is the overture. Yeah. Yeah. No, whatever. <laughs> it's got a prologue. It, it does have a prologue. Uh, and it yeah. just recently closed on Broadway. So it did just recently close on Broadway. Um, but yeah. Oh, a couple of the other things as, um, Julie here tried to guess uh, where the first act would end, and the oh, second yeah, act begins where thing. she thought the first act would end. The um, the like the big song, in my opinion, Paris holds the key to your heart. Is um, like Journey to the Past. It start. It's 
it's, it's in the movie, it's pretty early on, like maybe the first 15, 20 minutes. And it actually closes the first act in the musical. Um, I mean, it works the way that they did it, but not like, yeah. If you're, if that's what you're going and expecting, it's some of the sequences are a little different. No, but uh, I think journey to the past was well represented. Oh yeah. Uh, that that is like the one of the big songs. I had actually never actually recalled it until we watched the movie, but Julie really here knew about it. Heard it. Uh, like, I knew if all I heard the it, songs. I didn't remember it. But one last thing about the movie is if you have not seen the movie recently, go and just fast forward through it and watch the credits. Oh god, yeah. Because it Nothing is the nineties animation. The most nineties credit sequence with the the music and the the RO oh yeah that was yeah. fun to watch that was fun to watch yeah. yeah um but yeah so we uh of course we saw it at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts uh part of our Broadway series our next show for the last show for Yay. our season is Come From Away which we are I think we're both very excited yeah. for um yeah, so Anastasia, go out, check it out. Um, it's touring. Um, Broadway.com, I guess, would have the latest information on its touring. Yeah, and there's Way Across America. And there's another one that I also follow on Instagram. It's tours to you. I think it's tours underscore to underscore you. Um, and they always, like, on a weekly basis, update the local, like, the, like they post a list of what shows are playing which cities that week. So if you've seen Anastasia the musical or the movie, uh, let us know in the comments what you thought about them. If you've seen both of them, what you thought about, you know, compare and contrast them for us. And what did you think about them? Uh, So uh, we are going to move on to our uh, talk about Fosse Verdon episode six next. Okay, so we are back and now we are talking about Fosse Verdon episode six. There Which eight, was correct? are there eight? There are eight episodes, so we are nearing okay. the end of Bossy Verdon. Uh, which I'm kind of sad about because I've been enjoying them. Yeah, I'm kind of curious where they're gonna go too, but you know, uh, that's all right. What was the name of this episode? Uh, me and it's it's a take on me and my baby. Oh, my, my phone is being stupid, uh, but yeah, so Fosse Verdon. Episode six, uh, we're continuing to move farther away from the happy-go-lucky Fosse Verdon. Yeah. Uh, which I'm, I'm kind of missing a little bit. Yeah. I'm kind of missing the, the the fun that I had with the, the cabaret number. <laughs> it's taking a little bit of a dark twist. Yeah, it's 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 going dark. Um, why can I not find the episode? It, it's, it's called... All I Care About Is Love. Oh, All I Care About Is Love. That's uh, right. So yes, we do this unedited. So sorry, you had it. And I okay, us. I said me my baby. I think that was another episode. I knew it was a take on a song from Chicago, uh, which it is. <laughs> so with this, uh, Fosse is continuing his decline into his uh, drug and alcohol addiction, and he is hospitalized because he had a heart attack, though. Because uh, he had a heart attack arguing with Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. He didn't have a heart attack well, until Gwen started on no, him. No, I, I think that, I, honestly, I, because he had the... Well, the doctor thing. said he's closed. Yeah. Um, but uh, we see him at first uh, still trying to edit Lenny. Yeah. Which uh, seems to be uh, his 
his demise yeah, is he's having his is, is Lenny and he's having all kinds of second thoughts about that. And Gwen comes in and has stills of Chicago. Yeah. Cause they are trying to get Chicago underway. And yeah. So we, uh, we get more of uh, Gwen taking care of Fosse. Mm. But still. And at this point they're not married, but. She says that they're married, I guess, for the hospital. And, um, but uh, at this point, um, I don't remember her boyfriend's, her boyfriend's name, but his girlfriend was Anne Ranking. So I knew that. Um, and uh, yeah, they say they're married, but they're not actually married. Like I said, I think that just, so that would give her power in the hospital to, go in and take care of things and visit with him and whatnot. Um, uh, this, so I think like everyone gave him a lot of crap for doing Lenny. And I'm going to be honest, I'd never even heard of it until I have not heard of it. I have Pippin. I think I'm going to watch Pippin tomorrow night. Um, Cause I've been trying to watch all the Fosse. I have not realized how many Fosse shows I have not seen. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on me. Um, but I am definitely going to have to check out Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is based on Lenny Bruce, the comedian, and apparently he had a lot of problems, but. And I, lyric in Bohemian. Yeah. Yeah. And well, honestly, Bobby the only Bowen. thing that I knew who Lenny Bruce was <laughs> from the lyric. Lenny like, Bruce to Langston and Hughes. And they say musicals don't teach you anything. Exactly. We don't know who he is, we but we is, know the name. I know the allusion. allusion reference in Love Bohem for rent. Um, That's all that matters. <laughs> so, you know, so just, you know, knowledge is power. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I think, though, the reasons, like I said, a lot of people give him a lot of crap for doing it, and I think one of the reasons that they did it is because he actually had a lot in common with Lenny Bruce um, because he, there's like this, would you call it like a dream sequence? when they go back and forth with like him editing it, but then like him putting himself in the place of Lenny. Is that what you would call it? Like a dream sequence? Yeah. Kind of like a dream sequence, him mentally trying to figure things out. Yeah. And, um, but, and then trying to narrate what's going on with him in his head. Instead of going through Lenny Bruce's, life they go through um they it, it showcases his life and you get a little you get to know a little bit more about um the background of um Fosse a little bit more um you know we've talked once that there was like a reference to the fact that he was sexually abused when he was younger and yeah. oh, yes. also the start of his dancing career we do um, see that we see him growing up in the nightclub life yeah and, the, and around the showgirls a little bit more into that um so i guess his family was having trouble paying for his dance lessons and his dance teacher slash agent slash i don't know um basically said to his parents well you know i can get him a gig dancing because he's wonderful and they put him in this questionable club that I would not let my child dance in, but you know, that's just me. Ain't no club finer. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and, but he didn't do any questionable dancing. Like he did a tap routine with a kid that was his age and um, he was definitely taken advantage by the showgirls, And you see that and like that, 
is like that thing that messed with his head at, and he basically like this sexual abuse for him started when he was like 13. So, um, and he basically said that that ruined any future relationships that he might have. So, um, a little dark and a little sad and it kind of helps you understand Fosse a little bit more. Um, but still kind of sad so you know but and we see a little glimpse of them practicing in chicago yeah. we get a little bit of all that, all that jazz, jazz and i was like i want more yeah <laughs> I, I like when they actually show the dance and the songs and, yeah but no the show has definitely took a darker turn yeah but we 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 knew that about fossey's life yeah um I, the thing that I still is I still feel like this is so much about Bob. Oh yeah, and I don't feel like Gwen is getting her just dues. Yeah, that it's still that she it, it it still plays it that she was there to help him and that she was there to guide him and take care of him and everything she did was for Bob. Well, yeah. Um, I I'd like to see a little more about. Gwen. I don't think we're going to though because because we're two, two episodes and away. That, and if you look at the credits, it actually says based on Fosse by yeah. it's like the um, the Zac Efron movie about um, Ted Bundy. It focuses more on the girlfriend than Ted Bundy. But um, I, I will have to say with nowadays, I know with this whole female empowerment and female girls, someone do a do a. a biopic of Gwen. Yeah. I think she has a, I think she's a very interesting person and she, I don't think she gets enough credit for what she did yeah. for Broadway. I think. I'll it, be honest though. Like I know, like I've studied Broadway for like, at, you know, I've known Broadway stars. Like I know who Anne Ranking was. Like I had to explain it to you when she made her first appearance in, in Felsy Burden last week. Um, I didn't, know who she was honestly like i knew who fossey was but i didn't know i knew her name that's about it i didn't even know that i knew her i knew the name burden and i knew she had worked and i knew she had worked with bob and i knew she had ties to chicago but i didn't know she was this big of a broadway star yeah um but no so we're two episodes away to wrapping this up um so uh if you've seen uh his uh the quote-unquote biopic all that jazz you kind of know where he's gonna end up but yeah uh no um yeah oh uh boyfriend's name's ron oh right played by jake lacy oh okay uh but yeah so um we're committed. We're six. We're two episodes away. Yeah. So I mean, we're finishing this, and uh, we'll uh, recap it all again when we're done. But we're still going to talk about this every week, and uh, we hope you've been watching it. And uh, I'm kind of a little disappointed we haven't seen. We didn't get to see a lot of Sam Rockwell dance. Yeah, it's all uh, young with Sam Rockwell, but um, or the young Alfasi, which is not played by Sam Rockwell. I'm, I'm really hoping that it has a nice finale. I'm really hoping to have a little yeah. showbiz to the finale. We'll uh, see. But know. anyways, um, do we have any Broadway news to talk about? Do you got anything you want to shout out about it? or? Um, 
No, nothing. Um, wrapping up my school year. Um, my seniors graduated today, and um, I'm gonna spend the next week or two of, that we have left of school basically getting ready for next year. So, um, more information as I come across it. Um, seeing if there's anything new and, um, Oh, they're going to do a back to the future musical. I, yes. Uh, that, that was put out by uh, Amblin was the first place that I saw it put out. Uh, it's opening in Manchester. Hmm. Um, so it's opening on the West end. Um, yeah, so uh, talk about that real quick. Uh, but yeah, so Back to the Future, the musical, when I first saw that, number one, I first thought, okay, this is funny. Uh, but the more I th- stewed on it, because I love Back to the Future. Back to the Future is one of my all-time favorite movies. So when I first heard it, I was like, are you kidding me? But the more I thought about this could be kind of cool. Um, number one, you'll have you know, the eighties and the fifties, mm-hmm. you can have that change on stage. Oh, yeah. So you'll have the costuming and you have that. And I was thinking about what kind of smoke and mirrors can they do with the DeLorean bringing that in and out of set, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, then I was like, but when you think about it, you had Huey Lewis in the news and it, you had Johnny be good by Chuck Berry. Yeah. You had rock and roll infused into back to the future. Yeah. I mean, they can make it a jukebox musical. They could do original music. Like, so when I thought about it, I'm like, you know, I was initially like, wait, 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 hold on. What are you doing about it in the future? But then I was like, you know what? That, it could be actually kind of cool. You know, and people always want more Back to the Future. Oh, at least I think. And, and this is a good way to keep the... the Legacy alive. The, yeah, go on. Um, I also saw in Theater Mania that, um, you know, the new Aladdin is coming out here soon. And... Um, the um some of the i guess there's some original songs in it as well as some of the classic tales and some of the new music was done by Pesic and Paul who did Dear Evan Hansen and no um La La Land and Greatest Showman so and uh we had a couple uh celebrities no longer with us Doris Day has passed away um Tom what's his name from Carol Burnett. Really? I can't remember. I don't know. Tim. Tim. Tom, Tim. Tim Conway. Tim Conway <laughs> also passed away. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, that, that, that we were going to be a little more than Doris Day because we had recently just seen yeah. Carol Burnett and we got to see her talk about Tim her, her working, with, working with Tim Conway and seeing clips of them. And I never really watched the Carol Burnett show and I never really knew Tim Conway, but uh, when yeah, I when yeah. I saw the news about Tim Conway having spent that little evening with Carol Burnett, I, I kind of felt bad for Carol Burnett because mm-hmm. I can just imagine what what she's going yeah. through with it. Um, and of course, Doris Day. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, that is going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, again, we would love to thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Twitter at musicals mimosas is our new new tag um we are still at sascast.com i haven't made that change over i know i'm lazy don't don't judge me um but yes and uh yep so thank you for listening and
Have a good night.